Cape Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast, or in this case, Batman on the big screen, where I'm joined by my good buddy, Cinephile, and someone who's more knowledgeable than the Bat computer when it comes to watching films on the toilet. It's my good buddy, Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. <laughs> oh, no. You, I think you started that last time. <laughs> well, you you did that last time, so I'm going to do this again. So, Oh, so this is an ongoing Just get used to it. It's, it's it's the thing is it's always funny always going to be funny yeah so. i can hear the laughter right now <laughs> <laughs> hey how you been how you been man besides making terrible jokes i'm good man i've got you know the christmas illness has kicked in but it, i feel i'm hoping it's it's on the downward trend um what have i been up to i've you know just been just been busy getting ready getting ready for christmas winter months soldiering through being strong buying a new coat you know how it goes now, does this winter coat look a lot like a particular winter garment that a certain penguin man wears in the movie that we're reviewing today? No, it doesn't look like the penguin's coat. It's quite a big, puffy, like very warm coat. But I think I could pull off a top hat and a pipe, a, like a long, like one of <laughs> those, those cigarettes called? that Doc Cotton used to smoke in EastEnders. Yeah. <sighs> Like that kind what of thing. What are those called in the in the long stick? Well, it's a cigarette. holder, isn't it? The pla- the long plastic thing is a holder, and then I think you put the cigarette right at the end. What's the purpose of those? I've never actually thought about them. Why um, do they exist? It's so you can be all dramatic, and uh, you can take a, a quick sharp on it. And then go, and then launch into well the time I met uh, you know <laughs> and then but you it's talk like about... it's like a good what like foot away from your face yeah it's massive maybe really I wonder really. if it's maybe to do with the smell because like cigarette smell gets all over your fingers well yeah you, you say that uh, well uh, me and Sir Ian McKellen were standing backstage and uh, well you, that's how that's how it works you've got to be in the yeah. theatre for one of them no oh, the bees on God ill. <laughs> So how's how's watching films on the toilet going? Your podcast that you do with your buddy Eamon? Good man, thank you for the plug. Yes, watching films on the toilet uh, with my myself and my friend Eamon. Uh, we we chat about movies that we've watched on the toilet because we can't watch them with our kids because they're too scary or violent. It's very good. Uh, we are going to take a little Christmas break because we, you know, having kids and that gets a bit like ah, ha, ha, oh god. Um, so we're going to have a little maybe break. maybe a penguin man can steal them away in the middle of the night. Yeah, and tap them into the. Or we could just throw them in a river. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> But either way, so last Christmas I threw you in the sewer. <laughs> I forgive them. Um, and but yeah, so we're taking a little break. But there's many episodes to listen to. Chat about the killer recently. We did. Oh, we talked about Miami Vice. That was good fun. There's a terrible film. Um, it's a terrible film. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. how have you been? I've been good, man. I've been good. Yeah. Doing my thing. Yeah, I saw. I remembered today that you've you've done Batman Returns. So if listeners want more Batman Returns, on top of this with Ben, they can go and check out that episode and watch films on the toilet. We did. That was uh, last Christmas. You did that, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's interesting that I hadn't. When I last did that episode, I hadn't watched Batman Returns for a, a good long while. Um, and now, now obviously, I've seen it a lot more recently. So the mm. nostalgia I feel for it isn't really there anymore. I'm just watching the film again. Oh, it, I'm interested to see what you think then today. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I think yeah. I could look at it slightly more objectively rather than just, oh, I like that bit because when I was 12, I went round the corner of the cinema and then got to saw it. Like, you know, my inner monologue, you know how it goes. 
Uh, okay, so before we get into that, we're going to do our new segment, which is Ask the Back Computer Questions. Yeah. Ben has access to the back computer here. So, Ben, I'm going to ask you who your favorite live-action Batman villain is. Yes. In the movies, we're not talking about TV shows because we'll be here all day. Yeah. But just the movies, and then we're going to ask the back computer who it thinks everyone would probably say yeah i think we're probably gonna know but let's let's find out so just to list some we've got batman 66 villains they were all in the movie riddler penguin catwoman joker the list goes on yeah then we've got nicholson's joker then we got yeah then we got devito's penguin we got michelle pfeiffer's catwoman we got tommy lee jones's two-face jim carrey's the riddler schwarzenegger's mr freeze chill out (laughs) yeah we got Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. Uh, whoever played Bane in that movie, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Still the superior Bane, but yeah, go on. Yeah, <laughs> we've got Killian Murphy's Scarecrow. We've got uh, Liam Neeson's Race or Rouse Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. We've got Aaron Eckhart's Two Face, Heath Ledger's Joker, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, Tom Hardy's Bane, Henry Cavill's Superman. I thought that could count as oh, a villain. Okay. There was a whole okay. movie dedicated to it. Yeah. Um, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, mm. Jared, Jared Leto's Joker, Ooh. Margot Robbie's <clears throat> Harley Quinn, Syrian or Kyrian Hines' Steppenwolf. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Farrell's The Penguin, and Paul Daniels, The Riddler, and of course, um, what's her name? Kravitz. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cat- Catwoman. I, I'm just, <clears throat> I didn't have her on my list. I've forgotten about her. So. Yeah. I, t- I watched, um, I didn't realize until. This week I watched Mad Max Fury Road again, and she is one of the young wives. She is in that, yes. um, which my my son actually pointed out. I I didn't re- recognize her, but he he was like, "Oh, that's the one. Oh, that's the one. Oh, Batman. That's what he says. He's got a much sort of throatier voice than me. <laughs> oh, that's the one. Oh, Batman, Dad. He said, "So like, he, he's cut down on the cigarettes, boy." <laughs> Is he um, a goon in Gotham? Yeah, he's oh, Dad, Dad, look at that one. That's the Catwoman, Dad. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, my son might pop up again later. Um, <laughs> when you put the list like that, I mean, there are a few that very much rise to the top very quickly. Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously, I'm talking about Bane. Not Bane. I do think, and I've, I've also watched The Dark Knight again recently, and it did make me realise how awesome Heath Ledger's performance is. Hey, it is incredible. Okay, so you can do top. Let's do top three because right. then we'll make it more interesting for the back computer. Who yeah, do top three live action movie Batman. Bits? I think Heath is. It's just the best performance. Like okay, so you got Heath. You don't have to do it in an order. You can no, just do he, he in any might, particular order. He might be the the best villain like ever. He's so well, in, good in in any movie. In any, he is up there. I'd say he's up Over there. Over Darth Vader and stuff like that? I'd, he is He is up there, just in terms of his, just his complete anarchy, like his, you know, he's the complete antithesis of Batman. But so um, get, your, get your cigarette holder uh, out. Uh, uh, I, I think he's brilliant. Um, I think Farrell's Penguin is up there. I think he was excellent. Really? Yeah. Wow. I really loved, three, huh? I loved his performance, and I'm excited to see the, the little mini-series they do. And then... And then I, mm, oh yeah, I'm gonna go Jack Batman. Uh, sorry, no, Jack Joker. I love Jack Joker. Jack Joker. I think he's great. Yeah, I agree. Um, so instantly for me, Nicholson. I will even say Nicholson's Joker is my number one. Wow. Okay. 
Okay. I I I don't even have to think about it. Jack Nicholson's Joker is just my favorite Joker outside of Mark Hamill's performance. Obviously Mark Hamill's the superior one. Super. But we're talking only live action. Yeah. So Nicholson's Joker just wins. He's just so much fun. He's so wicked. He's quite sinister at points. Like obviously he's not unpredictable like Led- Ledger's Joker is. And yeah. You know, that movie is just is a masterpiece. So you're putting Nicholson's Joker above Ledger's Joker? 100%. I will tell you that Ledger's Joker is not even on my top three list. What? What? This guy. This guy. I just, because I I love that Joker for what it is in that world of Batman. But I love Nicholson's Joker because he's thrown into the chemicals and he's turned into a bleach skin maniac. He is. Has a scheme where he like poisons people through the makeup and that and he like takes over the TV. Yeah. I know Ledger's one is does as well, but it's different. He's like, you know, he's he does it like a song and dance. Like he's got Joker branded everything. Yeah. I fucking love all of that. And, and I'm glad you did. I I also because I I have to include it because we'll get into this later. But Pfeiffer's Catwoman like mm. awoken so much in me as a child. <laughs> the tender age of how old was I? I was five awoken. when that movie came out. Yes, I um, feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and just, I think she's fantastic. In she the is role, great, and she just she nails Catwoman. So, and like, I I like Hathaway's Catwoman. I thought she was pretty good, but not yeah. nothing amazing. Yeah, yeah mayor for you. Yeah. And then like Eartha Kit and stuff like that from 66 is all great. But yeah, Pfeiffer's Catwoman. So that's my top two. And then I'd say for my third one. Drum roll. Oh, this is where I get, you had, you had a tough time mm. with the third one as a well. A freeze is coming. I know. No. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody. Say no, I'm not going to. <laughs> um, okay. I would probably, I really do like, DeVito's Penguin as well. Yeah, like, he's good. I know I know what he did on set. Like, I think DeVito's Penguin probably ties with someone like like Paul Dano's The Riddler or something mm. like that. Like, I, 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 I thought it was quite sinister. Or Killian Murphy's Scarecrow. Yeah. They're all quite good. They're all on that same level. But because it's Danny DeVito, because all of the grunting and, like, the, <laughs> yes. he was... It, yeah. yeah. He, was on, he was in character on set the whole time. There's loads of things I'll share with you once we get into this review. So, yeah. okay, yeah. Nicholson's Joker and then Batman Returns, both the villains from Batman Returns. Okay. Wow. All right. Through. All right. That's a sweet. Shall we consult the back computer and ask? We know what it's going to say. Okay, how can I help Come you Come on, today? Ben. It's only been like three months. I know. Who are the top three Batman movie villains, please? I always say please, because you never know. Okay. You ready? Yeah. As of my... Lo- I'll try and do it in the voice of, like, Siri. As of my last knowledge update in January 2022, the top three Batman movie villains are subjective and can be varied based on personal preferences. However, some iconic and widely recognised Batman villains include The Joker, and that's the Heath Ledger version, Catwoman, Selina Kyle, Pfeiffer, and Bane. Tom Hardy. So it's well, it sort of says the Joker is arguably Batman's most famous nemesis, portrayed by various actors, including Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight and Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Selina Kyle. Oh, I didn't even include that in my list. He's good. Catwoman is a complex character who sometimes plays the role of a villain. Michelle Pfeiffer portrayed her in Batman Returns and Anne Hathaway, and then Bane, Tom Hardy. 
So Okay, so what we'll say is it's saying the names first there. It said Ledger first, yeah. Pfeiffer first, and Hardy. So I would assume yeah. if it's listing those top Didn't that's mention the, top the other guy three. who played Bane. No. <laughs> no. I think it was a wrestler. I can't I don't know. Bane. Um Bane. So like when that movie came out, everyone was just like, "Oh, Bane is so badass!" And yeah. he's like smart and he's tough, and oh, he's like a, broke like, Batman's back. Such an unpredictable choice he made. Like you know, no one expected him to do that. Yeah, because he shouldn't have. No, I I think the voice is so stupid and not intimidating. At it's all. dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb. And it's really funny because that Harley Quinn TV show has that Bane impression in the character in the show and they just rip him apart and he's always he's always like the last one to find out when the villains are plotting things and he's always fucking things up and he's like why didn't anybody tell me we were doing this it's very funny that's not fair well there you go (laughs) thank you back computer i'm just going to say thank you because we should always be polite to the machines so they don't kill us when it's oh i can't send can i just send thank you thank you you're you think welcome. that's what Batman has to do as well every time he logs off the yeah. back computer? Just be polite. It's just I'm just saying it's good <laughs> it's a good rule of rule of thumb. Alright, let's get on to our Batman Returns review. And my first question to you is do you consider Batman Returns to be a Christmas movie? Uh yeah, I would. I do too. I do too. I, I do too, even though I said I did. <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, I do think it's a Christmas movie. It's got a big Christmas tree in it. And it's, it's like, and it's snowing all the time. Yeah, and like they've got like Christmas, Christmas. They've Christmas. got like Christmas. They've got like, do they have Christmas carols? No, they don't have Christmas carols. Do they? it also has this sort of melancholy, kind of tragic tone to it, which something kind of wintry and Christmassy about that. Yeah, I mean, even the ending. Alfred says, "Merry Christmas, Mister Wayne. Mm. Come what may, and all of that." And he says, "Like Merry Christmas, Merry Alfred, Christmas to all men." And yeah. women, because I, I love <laughs> just the pussy I've been looking for. <laughs> That's it. Here's your what, here's your gift, sir. It's fishy soir. <laughs> it's wrapped up. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. Still cold. Yeah, but no, I do. Yeah, I think it's a Christmas movie for sure. Um, so I do try and watch it now every Christmas, which only started like a couple of years ago. I was like, oh yeah, I should like have that in my like pantheon of Christmas movies that mm. I watch every December. So I watched it again. I haven't seen it in a year. Mm. And boy, do I have some thoughts. But before I go into all of our thoughts here, I've got a utility belt of fun facts like we do when we're reviewing Batman Retu- uh, Batman the Animated Series episodes. Yeah. So let's go through them and let's chat about some of these. So okay. fact number one, when the couple parts are on their way to dump little Oswald in the river at the beginning, they pass another couple pushing a baby stroller. It has been speculated that the people they pass in that moment is Thomas and Martha Wayne mm. pushing little baby Bruce in the stroller. Well, that kind of makes sense because for some reason it's 33 years later, which is a very specific amount of years. Mm. And I don't know, maybe that's more to do with Batman's age? I'm guessing that they're because the, even um, uh, even Shrek says, like, you and Cobble Park could have been, like, bunkies at prep school. That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, that makes and, sense. Yeah, so I think it's not. It, I mean, I'm saying these are facts, and I start with this speculation, but mm. I think that's that's something that I would happily accept into the lore of this movie because I think that's awesome that yeah, Bruce Wayne's parents are walking past the cobble pots as they're going to dump 
Yes. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne's parents looked back, watched the cobble pots, tossed their kid in the river and did nothing about it. <laughs> let's just, no, let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> let's go see uh, Mask of Zorro. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. That was a better <laughs> idea. Just leave them to it. They're, they're rich. They can do what they want. Like us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then next one is Burgess Meredith, who played the Penguin on Batman 66, was asked to play the Penguin's father in the opening of the film, but illness prevented him from it. Huh. Do you do you think you would have preferred that or do you like seeing Pee Wee Herman in the role? I think I would have liked that. I I possibly wouldn't have recognised him. It didn't really take me out of the movie. Like, I don't really want someone who's going to take me out of the movie, you know? Right, I see. And yeah, seeing yeah. Pee Wee was like, oh, yeah. He was sort of weirdly made up, wasn't he? Yeah, he he was. He was just kind of there. And you did recognise him, but yeah, you wouldn't recognise him as much as Burgess Meredith, yeah. especially at the time. Yeah. If it had been like, so, you know, yeah, Arnie, you know, that that would have been like, oh, <laughs> look at that. Just get them in the river now. <laughs> yeah. So the production wanted to use king penguins, but the only tame ones in captivity were at a bird sanctuary in the Cotswolds, deep in the English countryside. Mm. So the birds were flown over to the States in a refrigerated hold of a plane. They were given their own refrigerated trailer and swimming pool with half a ton of fresh ice every day and had fresh fish delivered daily straight from the docks. Even though the temperature outside frequently topped 100 degrees, the Whoa. entire set was refrigerated down to 35 degrees. The birds also had an around-the-clock bodyguard. The birds were clearly the ex- enjoyed the experience. Following their stint in Hollywood, most of them had mated and produced eggs, the sure sign of a contented penguin. Ah, that's nice. I mean, this is the kind of thing that would only happen in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't happen I anymore. Mean, I mean, just stick them on a plane. It's yeah. cold enough. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're shagging. Look, they're fine. It's the sort of thing that Jerry Bruckheimer would have said, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah just go it. for it. Real penguins. Just get these penguins. You just got to get these penguins over here. You know, do a yeah, refrigerate the whole set, you know? Yeah, I'll buy a zoo. Let's buy a zoo, okay? I'm happy with that. I like that they did that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fun and a cool little fact. And you can tell that they're real penguins as well when you see them. Obviously, there's ones in costume, but when like you first see Penguin's lair, yeah, and Max Shrek goes to like touch one of them, they like snap at his finger and like try and bite him, and that's a real penguin. I there's the cool. the ones that walk Penguin into his watery grave aren't real. They're not real. No, I know. But as a kid, my brother used to weep at that, like cry every time that happened. Because he, and so I brought this up to him recently, and he's like, I didn't cry because Penguin was dead. I cried because the penguins were sad, and I thought they were marching to their death. Oh, God. The penguin. And I was like, commit suicide with the penguin. Yeah, March like, of the Penguin. Like Pat. Ronin. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> Masterless Samurai Penguins. <laughs> they all fall in like a ah, ah, <laughs> That's I don't you know, having met your brother, that doesn't surprise me. That's good. That's um, a jump. I like that. So Danny DeVito's makeup as the penguin took three hours to be applied every morning, Oof. removed one of the cabinets in the makeup trailer and put in a laser disc machine and a television. Whilst they were putting on the makeup, he brought in his favorite movies and watched them in the mirror. Hmm. And since then, he said that he actually, when he would go back and watch the movies, he'd be like, why are they in reverse? Like, wow. why is the screen, not in reverse, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, scre- the screen's flipped. Yeah, mirrored. Hence the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. But yeah, that's cool. I like that one. It's a really long time, isn't it? That is commitment yeah. to your craft. 
and it pays off. Yeah. I think the makeup's brilliant. I think the makeup is amazing, yeah. According to casting director Marion Doherty, Tim Burton was reportedly uncomfortable with casting Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. When she asked him why, he said, because that man scares the hell out of me. However, the decision have ult- has ultimately grown on Burton as Walken was cast again in Sleepy Hollow. He was also cast to play Brainiac in the abandoned Superman Lives movie. Ah, so Tim Burton was like legit scared of him. I guess so. I don't know why. He's, I, a, I mean, he's an intimidating figure. I mean, he's like, talk, talk about unpredictable. Like, you never know what yes. Walken's going to come up with. And he does have bug eyes. He actually looks like one of Tim Burton's drawings, like, yeah. especially in this movie. He does. You can imagine the, the Walken, one of his little, uh, you know, it's that book he did, Sketches. the poetry book. Yeah, with, the um, sketchbook thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's got like the girl with the pins, cushion queen, and all that stuff. The Walken yeah, could the have walk-in. been a character. <laughs> Yeah. Can you uh, can you imagine seeing him in this abandoned Superman Lives movie though? Like Nick Cage as Superman. I was, sort of can. Cast. Like you can see him it as Brainiac. It makes sense. Yeah, I could see him as that. I'm going to take <laughs> over the world. I come from Krypton. I can imagine like he actually makes more sense than Nick Cage does as Superman. Yeah, he does. Yeah, actually, I I mean, especially with those bug eyes, I can see him in like the green makeup with the the three yeah. dot logo. Yeah, yeah, he would be he would have been really good. I'm smarter than everybody else. And it was such a shame that like he was cast as the headless horseman because Christopher Walken, if anything, it's his head that is the most like recognizable thing. You know that's what I mean? True. And that's weird to say, but like his voice and his his presence is all in his head. He's very like, scary he when he has gone. a head in that film. Yeah, he's got like his teeth. razor sharp teeth. Yeah. So apparently Warner Brothers had to constantly submit new Catwoman posters for various cities as many of the bus stop ads were being stolen. It got so bad that police officers had to patrol bus stops in order to catch perpetrators before they could break the plexiglass containers. The large-scale Catwoman bus ads are now worth a great deal of money. How many of those ads did you steal? <laughs> One for every time I watch Batman Returns as a young fighter. Wow, that's which a lot. Is, I get it. Which is almost daily. I, I yeah. can understand. You know, posters were the thing back then, weren't they? So I know, and these posters are great. Are they just? They're like, are they like full body Catwoman. No, they're so um, the the first poster is like all three heads, and they're just yeah. kind of floating in this blue mist. And you got Batman Returns underneath. And then the single posters with them coming out of the blue mist a bit more, but it was mostly like just torso and head that you would see. And, that's and I remember seeing stealing. them at London bus stops, and that's what people were stealing, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So Batman doesn't wear boots in the movie. They're Air Jordan 6s connected to an upper boot, which give the boot-like feeling, apparently. Oh, I, yeah, I don't remember his boots. So he's he's gonna be in Space Jam next. Batman <laughs> Air Jordan. That makes sense. They would be comfortable, and I'd be. I'd yeah. Th- oh god! If there were a pair of black Batman Air Jordans, I would I would be on them like a shot. I would I would actually own those. Yeah, yeah. that sounds that sounds good. Because in the first one in Batman eighty nine, they're Nikes integrated ah, right. into the boat. And yeah. And in this one, in this one, they upped it to Air Jordans because it's nineteen ninety two, and that's, that's when it. it was starting to be a thing. Yeah. Shoot um, hoops. So some more stuff. The cat suit was so tight on Michelle Pfeiffer that she often had trouble hearing her own voice. Tim Burton had to tell her to lower her voice register because she would often shout her dialogue instead of just saying it. My God, she really was like sewn into that thing, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was like, but like was saran wrapped into it, basically. Yeah. It's crazy. But again, it works. <laughs> it works. 
<laughs> it worked for, for you. Yeah. It did indeed. Um, we got a couple more here. This is the first live-action Batman film to use computer-generated visual effects. The shield on the Batmobile, as opposed to the previous film, is CG, and the remote-controlled Batarang is CG as well. Doesn't look bad. No, the remote-controlled Batarang doesn't look bad. I think the shields look a bit ridiculous because they all like it's like they flex too much. Yeah. They don't have a particular <clears throat> shape to them. They're just kind of like ribbons that come out. The yeah, they are ribbons. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, it? it's it's weird. Mm. Um, Sam Ham's original screenplay had the Penguin and Catwoman going after hidden treasure. Dissatisfied with this, Tim Burton brought in Daniel Waters, writer of Heathers, who came up with the concept of an evil business mogul backing a bid for the mayor's office by the Penguin. So Let's Daniel make Waters a mayor! <laughs> Daniel Waters is the one that brought in Max Shrek. Can you imagine Penguin and Catwoman going after hidden treasure, like the Goonies <laughs> or something? Well, do you know, it would have given Catwoman more of a actual goal in the film, because as it is, not really quite sure what it is she's after you know after i she, guess not yeah she, just revenge I she guess? just decides like batman's in her way like there's yeah. not there's not a lot there yeah um, she goes from destroying shrek to suddenly being like Bat- i've got to get rid of batman if i want to get shrek which makes no yeah, sense yeah it doesn't make sense at all no. looking for treasure would have been really dumb that would have been a very different film so around 43 minutes in this movie uh, a woman named elizabeth saunders who is the wife of batman co-creator bob kane is the one that says he's like a frog that became a prince and oh, then the yeah. guy says no he's more like a penguin which is the, one of the funniest <laughs> dumbest lines in this whole movie it's uh, good it's so obvious isn't it yeah i know he's like i actually don't get uh any sort of jokes <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no get... he looks like a penguin <laughs> that's what he is i don't know the analogy he's a penguin yeah he's not a frog yeah okay more here we got david bowie who had been previously considered to play the joker was the first choice to play the part of max shrek before christopher walken was cast bowie turned down the role in favor of twin peaks in addition the role of max Sorin in a view to a kill was also played by walken which was initially offered to david bowie as well to begin with that's weird that Walken was getting David Bowie reject parts. That's strange. Yeah, and I mean, I couldn't see David Bowie as Max Shrek. I can see no one else but Christopher Walken in this role. He does like, kind of have a similar tone, just like thinking about him in Labyrinth. You girl. It's, <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine him doing that with the penguin? Max like, Shrek. <laughs> Santa make Claus, a right? Not... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have been... Start singing his Christmas song, The Little yeah. Drummer Boy. Yeah, that would have been... I'm just a poor schmo who got lucky. That, yeah, I, I don't know. You're right. That would have been weird. That would have been weird. Give me that nothing but expensive bottles. Yeah, yeah, no. No. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then the final one here, which is uh, a fact that I did not know until I dived into this. So originally, I started finding out about some of these facts because toy lines of this movie is like a big controversy right because batman 89 came out and they were making toys that weren't by the like hundreds of thousands they had like batman joker bob the goon yeah and the bat and the batmobile that's it and granted there's not loads of people in that movie you can make toys out of but when batman returns came out they're like okay let's get ready let's make 60 different types of batman yeah you know like scuba batman like like hydro batman all these things and let's we've got catwoman we've got 
the penguin. We've got like new bat vehicles. Like, let's go crazy with this. Yeah. And then they saw the movie and went, oh, fuck, kids are not going to like this, which yeah. is obviously true. It's a really dark, horny movie. Yes. And. <laughs> There was a huge controversy with kids like going on like uh, daytime talk shows and being like this movie like is scarring and scares me and Brilliant. like here's the reasons why. Lots of religious nutters as well came out on this movie and was like this hurting our children. But <laughs> the th- the thing is is that the penguin action figure wasn't Danny DeVito's penguin for no, multiple reasons. One, it so is the the uh, based off the this like um, Justice League cartoon, yeah, like the the hero. I can't remember the name of the. It's cartoon, got like a was... kind of like a grinning, like big cheeks. Yes, and... yeah, I've got yes. it. I still got that figure. Do you? So yeah, that's, yeah. That's based off of the cartoon that they made the action figure for, kind of like Burgess Meredith type of action figure. Yeah. So they didn't have access to what. Uh, DeVito's penguin looked like because it was really under lock and key. He would go to work, go in the makeup, shoot all day, stay in character, go home as Danny DeVito, and not he wasn't even allowed to tell like his family or show them pictures. He didn't That's have any mad. art. Like it was that hush hush. Can you imagine playing that character all day and then going home? Insane. Because if you're you're in LA, so you're all going home. You're not like staying in another country. Like, yeah, first you'd film. be biting people's noses for real. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. So yeah, this action figure was basically because they didn't have the mold of Danny DeVito. Mm. Plus, they were relieved about that because when they saw Danny DeVito's, they're like, "We can't make a fucking toy out of that." <laughs> but the crazy thing is, is they also had a Robin. Yeah. Which is- bonkers and i had this rubbin toy and i thought it was the coolest looking rubbin toy i remember the cape had the yellow inline and mm. like then it's black on the outside and it was very reminiscent of the animated series rubbin actually it had like these like bumps on the shoulders on his like um cut off sleeves and all that yeah so it is intended that the character rubbin was to be introduced in this film. Reportedly, Tim Burton collaborated with DC Comics artist Norm Brayfogle to redesign the Robin costume for the introduction of a new Robin. <laughs> Tim Drake was supposedly the Robin that it was going to be, and it was supposed to fit into this like gritty, dangerous world that they were filming. The winning costume was one designed by Neil Adams, but the new Robin's R symbol and bow style was influenced by Brayfogle's presentation. Kenner Toys even produced a corresponding action figure, but when Robin was eventually written out of the script, Kenner released the toy anyway as the character was newly rendered in the comic books so that's why that toy was released however the toy was a white guy and in this movie marlon wayans was cast in the role as robin wow he was even paid for this role even though he never got to play the character wayans was quoted in saying i was actually supposed to play robin in batman returns but there was way too many characters i was cast i was paid and everything and i still get residual checks from batman returns that's crazy isn't that wow. nuts? So we we would have had a Robin in this almost, and it would have been Marlon Wayans. He's right though. That would have been even less screen time for Batman. That would have yeah. been wild. And why, how can you explain just Robin being there? You'd have to do a backstory, wouldn't you? And it yeah. would be another backstory that you'd have to do, and it would just muddy this already quite. And muddy what movie. kind of wacky story would that have been? Like he got you know picked up by a load of Robins thrown into an electric storm <laughs> and you know and became a robin like he would have yes. he'd have actual yes, father, wings me. i will become a robin yeah uh, maybe you know what i've just realized maybe because devito's penguin was part of the circus gang that maybe they could have tied in 
They could. Like his backstory, Dick Grayson, well, it's supposed to be Tim Drake, but regardless, they would have done something with the circus. Flying yeah. Graysons could have done something there. That could. might have been how they were going to do it. Or Max Shrek could have pushed Selena Kyle out of one window and then he went across to the other office where there was like a, <laughs> I don't know, T-boy or something. And then he pushed Robin out of the other window. <laughs> and then Catwoman gets nibbled by cats. Robin gets nibbled by Robins. <laughs> And then, you know, they essentially have the same origin story, but one's good and one's bad because it makes no sense. That one's horny for Batman and one is not. And, that's and one the wants to help him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're that's my trick. better fish to fry. And this pushes it That's out. it. Yeah. Wow. All right, so let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about Michael Keaton's Batman first. What's your thoughts and feelings? We talked about him in the Flash movie, but obviously that's a very different Batman compared to this one. How do you feel about Michael Keaton's performance as Batman in this movie? So in this movie, he's got, he doesn't really have much to do. At the beginning, he's like very lazy because he set up a mirror system, which means he doesn't have to stand up to look for the bat symbol. <laughs> it just shines in his eyes. <laughs> If he had company over, if he had a dinner party, yeah. they're like, why is the bat signal shining straight through the window at us? I just think it's cool. I, I, think it's really cool. I um, also have to go. Yeah, but I don't know. Still, somehow, because he's such a great actor, he still manages to just nail this performance. He's still Batman. And with the little time that he has, I think he does a really good job. I really like his Bruce Wayne. And I like his, his, he had great chemistry with Michelle Pfeiffer, I think. He really did. Yeah. Um, which still, as a, means... a five year old, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I love, I, I think we both like the scene where the masked ball. Yes. I think that's a really great scene. And still, it's tragic that they can't be together at the end because, you know, they're very similar. But I yeah. don't think he had a lot to work with, really. What about you? Well, yeah. So I agree with you. I don't think he had a lot to work with. There was at one point when I was rewatching this, where Batman is obviously, he shows up at the beginning, there's the cool Batmobile chase, which I think is is fun. Although he is a murderer, and he did set fire to, to one guy, and like, there is that fractured another guy's skull with the concrete wall. And, and blew just, up another guy, we put dynamite yeah. in his pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and run yeah. over people. He's murders a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, it's quite weird. Including the Penguin. But the thing is, is that, I still like every time I see him. And I was watching this movie and I found myself being like, huh. I checked my watch and I'm like, okay, I haven't seen Batman for 20 mm. minutes since the intro. I checked my watch again. I I hadn't seen Batman for half an hour. The, the next time Batman shows up in this movie, after he shows up in the intro, is 45 minutes into the movie. Bizarre. That's way too long. Way um, too long. And, it, and it's cool. When I see him and he's fighting like clowns in the street and he's like, you know, beating them all up and everything. And he does the remote control Batarang. I was like, oh yeah, this is a Batman movie. It's nice to see you, Batman. Welcome yeah, back. But so, he's barely in it, is he? He's barely in it, but he is great. I do like Wayne Manor at Christmas time. There's something about that. And I like Alfred decorating the tree and like Bruce watching the TV. All of that is really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I like his costume a little bit more than Batman 89 in this. I think it looks, it's more matted. Yeah, it's like cool. It's, not, it's smoother. It's got a bit of a blue shine to that black as well, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it, I think it looks great. So It's like how, how what, part, there's a lot of like rooftop fights with Catwoman. And uh, we can talk about one of them a bit later, but. There's like when she's on top of him and she's looking down at him and she barely has any mask at all. 
All she has is a couple of thin black lines. Like how how did you not recognize Selena? Like you 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 managed to recognize her after seeing her one time in the street. Like this woman's in your head. Come yeah. on. That was, I think he was too was busy silly. licking his lips after yeah. he got a kiss from her. That, is, that scene is so horny. She like it's licks rude. his face. She doesn't kiss him. She licks his face, which I'm like, is that like cat? because cats lick for like a affection or something? Yeah. And then he just like the way he licks his top lip and he tastes it. You can see him go, mm. like, mm, that was nice. Mm, what did you have for dinner, Selena? Is that raw salmon? Alfred. He comes back from the he comes back from the fight, and Alfred's just like, "What's that on your breath, sir?" And he's just like, "Nothing, Alfred." He's like, "That's not my fishy swaz. I know that." What were you? What have you been up to? Who have you been eating? You just go away. <laughs> just walk away. So I mean, he's 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 great in it because he's Batman and he's fantastic as live action Batman, but he's not as good no. as in Batman eighty nine in this. Movie. Oh no, he's not. He's not, and he's no, he's not given a load to be. But there's one moment in particular I really like with his Batman in this movie. It's when he's in the Batmobile. He's taking control of it after the Penguin like had been remote controlling it all over the place, mm. and he's getting away from the cops. He sees that alleyway. It's weird, and he's and he's like, "All right, here we go. This is going to be the time I get to use like the torpedo Batmobile yeah. function." And he flicks the switch, and nothing happens. And I love how he looks down at it, and he goes. That's funny. Yeah. And he says it out loud as if like he's just narrating this whole sequence. Yeah. And then he flicks it again and he goes, all right, now I'm a little worried. Yeah. And it's the way Batman says, all right, now I'm a little worried. I'm like, Batman, this is not the Batman that I know, but yeah. I think it works so well for Keaton. And he like flicks that. the switch like 30 times. He's like, come on, please work. Yeah. For the love of God. It's really cool. It's just see a little bit of his vulnerability. Yeah, and, um, his human side. Yeah, yeah. I I really like that bit too. I can't quite put my finger on why, but it's I've always liked that. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm really worried. Yeah, it's it's yeah. cool. I like that bit. It's just yeah. it's a great then, performance. He's just he, yeah. Keaton's just great. So then we go on to Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. How do you feel about Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman in this well, movie? Well, I'll, I'll start talking so you can just calm yourself down a bit. <laughs> I'm also a huge fan. I think uh, she arrived at an age when I was... Uh, I'm scratching my scratch pad in the background. Yeah, I was, prob- <laughs> I was probably about the right age to really enjoy uh, Catwoman. Um, her origin is insane. Like, Catwoman's origin story is completely it's mental. It doesn't make any sense. Like, she... She gets thrown out the window, she gets nibbled, and somehow she learns to be a gymnast martial artist who it, it it's completely mad. And is she is she a superhero? Does she have superpowers? I think she's sort of master. She gets shot almost as much as fifty cent did. Yeah, and she gets thrown off buildings and like She does, and you she know, just survives. Or, or the so I guess, flying umbrella. Yeah, I guess I guess she is she, a superhero. Yeah, um, she does have powers. Before we carry on, I had a question for you. If if you were pushed out of a window by Max Shrek, huh? I like that. What animal would you want to be nibbled by to come back to life? What would you What would you want to come out of the alley and nibble you? What that That's going to be an, an animal that you find on the street, or like something any that, an, any animal? It's an escape from the zoo. Anything? Yeah, yeah, anything. My mind instantly went to bats. Isn't that ridiculous? Huh. No, that's that's quite cool. You could just be, but then I'd end up being the man bat, which would freak me out. Because you I would be like man body, bat. I don't like the body transformation stuff in in horror films. It always 
puts me it makes mm. me uncomfortable but you could yes. just look like you you just have some bat powers and some and you're just insane which is basically what Catwoman is insane and horny I would be an insane horny but bat you make man. yourself a, like a latex suit that has big <laughs> <laughs> bat wings and it's really tight <laughs> And I'm flat. You'd hear me coming because yeah. all of it's the, all of that latex is making me sweat so much. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. the villains, all the villains, would be like, "What's that noise?" And like, yeah. like running across the rooftop. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so damn hot. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. What that about works. what about you? Um, I really like alligators, so uh, like alligators and crocodiles, I think are awesome. So I just get so, loads of alligators come out and just nibble my fingers, and then okay, I become... origin for killer croc. Yeah, but like me, because I, you know, I don't look any different. I just look the same. But I get I like alligator powers. Oh, I see. I see yeah, now. Yeah. So I yeah. think we've just stumbled into a foolproof Tim Burton way of creating any Batman villain. Yeah, because he's instead of being like. I don't want to read the comics, you know. I don't like the comics. I don't yeah, want, I don't want to do the comics. comic book guy. Yeah, yeah. Instead, I want to create my own character. So um, he's going to be pushed out the window, and he's going to be he's going to be bitten by a penguin, and he's going to become I don't know why he's Donald Trump, but he's turning <laughs> into Donald Trump. <laughs> but he's going to be, be the best penguin. He's going to be bitten by a penguin. I came in the room and said he's going to be bitten by a penguin. <laughs> That's how he's going to go. Yeah. He's going to be mayor. He's going to be the great mayor. He's going to be the be best mayor. mayor. <laughs> I always said he was going to be a great mayor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you could do that. You could do crocodiles. So you got Killer Croc. Yes. You know, that's an origin, as you said. Obviously, you've got cats with Catwoman that's already taken care of. You could do, a, I don't know, a scarecrow bites you or like yes, a crow. Yes, scarecrows come out. Bite <laughs> yeah. falls on a scarecrow. Yeah, it's Halloween. They've been thrown away. It's like the end of Halloween and the scarecrow's <laughs> come out. They bite like him. he's driving really fast and he, he gets, he hits a tree, flies out the windscreen and just smacks into a scarecrow and that <laughs> turns him into a scarecrow. I'm just trying to think yeah. how he'd end up in a field, yeah. you know? Yeah, there we go. Good. Deathstroke, just loads of people just stroke him when he dies. So he's Deathstroke. <laughs> There's loads. You, great. There's well well you done, Tim do. Burton. Well yeah. done. Your origin was so, it made so much more sense than the comics. It was really on point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think she's fantastic. All, all that aside, I yes. do think she's brilliant. She Her character has no motive, really. Like, no goal. No. I don't know what she wants. But she is just she's she's really hot, and she <laughs> she is she's she, she she like I was watching this, so I watched this with my brother actually when I rewatched this. Yeah, and there's a there's a moment where when she's looking at the shop window, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" And she's got like this yes. crazy hair and this like, yeah. and she's got this like wild look in her eyes, and it's got the mascara's heavy. And she turns around because Bruce Wayne's there and she looks at him when they're like talking about like five o'clock and like where, they, mm. you know, what time their date is and stuff. And I said to my brother, I was like, that right there, that look that she's giving has like stayed with me. It's been like, if anyone ever gave me that type of look, I'd be like, what do you need me to do? Because I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to dress as a penguin? Because I will. <laughs> I will. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, she's she is something. I'd like to fill her void. <laughs> yeah, oh, <he's> so <laughs> dirty penguin. <laughs> yeah, um, it's she just 
just the way she talks, just this like slight like husk in her voice. It's just yes. she's just I know what she's you mean. very cool and yeah. she sells it. It's just a brilliant it's, performance. It, it is for a and really it's, it's weird one, character. It's only in a Tim Burton movie can we can we ever get something like that. And yeah. she just nails that role and we haven't seen a catwoman like that since. We've seen people trying to do like an Eartha Kit Batman sixty six ripoff, you know, all like the recent one is very yeah. much like the, you know, the gritty comic book style Catwoman, like Cat. I did like, like the recent Frank one Mil- though. Yeah, it's very Frank Miller esque, you know, some of it, except for that she's not a sex worker like Frank Miller always makes them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, she just Michelle Pfeiffer is just miles ahead. She is. We'll move on then to some some particular like things that I have a problem with. She wants to kill Batman, which doesn't make any sense as we've already established. Yeah. And Peng- and she teams up with Penguin. That's her that's her goal. And that whole scene with her on the bed, like that did things to me as well as a kid on the side now. I've just remembered I'm seeing images in my head now. But yeah. when he's like when Penguin gets on the bed, he does this like grunt and he just leans and he just stares at Catwoman's ass. Yeah. In the most like and he's like as he's he- <laughs> and it's just I'm like, how horny is this movie? And he actually <laughs> he because she doesn't want to work with him, it's like the first incel I think I've ever seen. Well, on it's screen. not work with him, is it? Well, yeah, because she doesn't want to sleep with him yeah. in his like little male fantasy that he's created in the basement. Yeah. He then, kills her. He kills her. Yeah. Which is crazy messaging. Yeah. It's almost um, like he's insane. Who would have seen it coming? <laughs> but it just it's just oh, Hang on. It's so weird. This isn't this isn't the mayor I thought he was. What's he doing? <laughs> I didn't vote for this. I didn't vote for this guy. You know what I mean? It's just this yeah. is a Batman movie. And the reason that the villains break up or like don't team up anymore is because one didn't want to sleep with the other one. Like, yeah. that's a crazy plot line. It's, re- it's very odd, isn't it? It really so is weird. odd. Yeah, some really weird things. I mean, just her, the fact that she starts wearing glasses, you know. She's so ugly when she wears the glasses. <laughs> yeah, Selena, the secretary. Yeah, and then they come off. It's Or as she says, assistant or whatever she says. Assistant. It's Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a very odd film. One of the things I had a big problem with was the sets. It looked like it was all filmed on one set. Yes. They just reused the same set over and over again and it made it feel so small and it's actually something my friend mentioned on the podcast the podcast we did about the film and it didn't really bother me at the time but i think because he got it in my head watching it again it just felt it, just it felt doesn't very feel small. like the same gotham it doesn't that we got not in the, the first, first one. one it feels very small none there's, of the streets feel real at all there's i mean the tree lighting ceremony there's like 12 people there you know yeah like that's supposed to be gotham it's supposed to be like 10 million that? people yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twelve people here. Oh my god, it's a new record. But yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that the best set is definitely the sewer set. Yeah, um, that's cool. I think the Bat Cave is about the same in this. Maybe uh, the first one has more iconic. It was even used in the Flash movie again. The, that yeah. Bat Cave instead of this one. But there is a cool scene where Batman's like come back from being stabbed by Catwoman's claw. And he's like taking off his gloves and he's sitting there in the Batcave. And that shot I've always loved because I'm always like, yeah. that's Batman right there. Like he's like in the cave and he's like Alfred, like, like send the ointment down and stuff like that. 
and like, are you in pain, sir? And he's like, no, not really. He's looking at the claw. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's some good stuff. But, yeah, but again, it just, it just doesn't show that much of it. It's like, mm. that's it. You yes. know, you get sort of one shot of a thing, of a space. And they, they weren't, I don't think they were stretched for money on this film. So no. I, I don't know what it was. It is, it is like Gotham City is like Halloween Town from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, like it feels it the same kind of scale. And, and surprisingly enough, that movie, that movie came out the same year that Batman Returns did. Yeah. Well, no, it came out. It was being made the same year because Burton right. wasn't able to direct Nightmare because he was directing Batman Returns. Right. And there's even because Danny Elfman wrote the music for Nightmare and he also composed the, and mm. wrote the music in this film. There are scenes in this movie where you can hear like making yeah. Christmas, do, yeah. do, 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 you know. Bum, and, bum, 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 yes, bum, yeah. and you can and you can tell like oh he's like. Because he was, you know, Nightmare's his baby. Dan Elfman, like, put his yeah. heart and soul into that movie. And I think he was just kind of like, I've also got to do a Batman movie. Okay, Batman score, I've got that down already. Uh, the Penguin, Catwoman, I'll do something new for them. But the rest, I'll just incorporate yeah, Nightmare I'll just do that. music into it. Yeah. I, th- I think, um, yeah, Max Shrek could have actually been Jack Skellington. He could you have just what? come out and done it. I saw a comparison recently that Batman Returns the penguin specifically is the grinch in how the grinch stole christmas right yeah and i was i was like okay elaborate more and there was some similarities some i think it was a bit of a stretch but like you've got the max shrek is like all of the mayors in whoville or not mayors but like all the people in whoville that are like you know, trying to celebrate Christmas and they're all about yeah. tradition and blow this and they come from a different a different cut of cloth than the penguin and he tries to like this is talking about the Jim Carrey one, really. He tries to like integrate himself into mm. that society and it goes terribly wrong and he's cast back to Mount Crumpet, or in this case the sewer. Yeah. And you know, and then he's like, All right, how do I devise a plan? I'm gonna steal Christmas, that's the Grinch, and this one, I'm gonna steal their firstborn sons and daughters mm. from out of their cribs and that's they're gonna be that's their christmas ruined so yeah i saw some similarities that's a good, there good comparison the thing with this film though because it's such a mess like the i'm not sure what the message is like it could be that the rich have created all these monsters but it could also be that the poor are inherently evil um so yeah that's true it can kind of go either way depending on how you want to look at it because it you, is you saying that Charles Dickens could have written Batman Forever? Yeah, quite <laughs> I mean possibly. Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah, the poor are going to rise up, and uh, you know we should we should just push them down, keep pushing them down because uh, it could be bad. But yeah, it's um I guess this time this time watching the movie, those things stood out more. It, the nostalgia had gone, and uh, this is flawed. Yes, I mean, um, still there's charming. Lots of yeah, it's like, oh, I guess, where does this sit? My question to you then is, where does this sit in, like, Batman films for you? Like, you know, I'm sure probably at the top of your list is, like, The Dark Knight. It's um, great. It is great. I think The Batman is at the top of your list, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, is it not? No, I, there's, no, I have big problems with The Batman. Yeah, I okay, love I the beginning. I think the beginning of The Batman is... Is one of the best Solid. openings. It's fantastic, yeah. but I do have issues with it. It's it's odd because this is not one of the best Batman films. But if you gave me a choice between, you can either watch this or Batman Begins. I'd probably watch this because I saw this 
at the cinema when I was like 12. And mm. I remember that and I absolutely loved it and I had the toys and, you know, it has that place that in my heart. nostalgia and that impact. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Like, this is at the top of a lot of people's lists as their favourite Batman movie. Wow. I can't believe that. That blows my mind. I mean, it's to not. each their own. It's not. What about but, you? Where um, Where is it? So Batman 89 is always, I mean, obviously Mark of the Phantasm is up there. That is a top. brilliant film. It's an amazing film, and that's at the top for me. Batman 89 is is a very close second, if not tied with Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, and all the rest, you know, like, it's kind of a jumble. Like, I do love The Dark Knight, but I have to be in a particular mood to watch that movie. Yeah. I could stick on Mask of the Phantasm or Batman 89 any fucking day of the week mm. and be happy to watch it. And again, that's why, like, Nicholson's, you know, at the top for me. He's just such a joy to watch. And yes, yeah, he is he's, awesome. He's great. Batman Begins, I love. In fact, I've recently think that maybe Batman Begins is a better Batman movie and maybe a better film than The Dark Knight, but I don't know yet. Um, it's definitely a better Batman movie. But yeah, if I was to sit down and put on a Batman movie, it would probably be Batman 89. The nostalgia value as well. Exactly. And that's where Batman Returns comes in for me as well, is nostalgia. And I yeah. watch it now every Christmas. So I do watch it every year, mm. you know, and I'm very happy for that to be an every year thing. So, yeah, it's it's up there. It's not way up there, but it's definitely up there. And, uh, like, that leads me into my next discussion. It's mainly down to Danny DeVito's Penguin, which I just think is so out of the box. Yeah. So peculiar. And like my girlfriend w was watching some of the scenes when we were watching it recently. And she's like, he is so fucking disturbing in this movie. And I was yeah. like, he really is. And that's the point. And it, it works on such a weird level. It's great. I think his penguin is the best penguin I've ever seen. And, yeah. and, and I shouldn't, because I love the comics and I love the lore and I love what he owns, like the Iceberg Lounge and he's kind of an arms dealer and all of that. I think that's really cool. But this is just something else. And like no one else but Danny DeVito could have done this. No, no. He, he, this role is very much his. Absolutely. Just the, as I said, he was in character all the time, which you know, sometimes can be a real annoyance. Like we were talking yeah. about how what's his face as Robocop was Peter Willow was doing that and oh, with the Oreos, but <laughs> Robo wants Oreos. <laughs> but like Look eating that raw up fish. If you're not aware yeah, of it. yeah, check that out. But eating raw fish, you flush it, I flaunt it. I'm always wondered, does that mean he's displaying turds like on his mantle? Like what's yeah. he doing there? Yeah, they they look fantastic on his mantelpiece. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's that an interesting line. The giant duck car is just so weird, but also awesome. That's very he, Tim Burton, isn't it? It is, but it's so like it's even in Nightmare Before Christmas when they're like yeah. making the 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 Christmas presents. That's from right. Yeah, winter. It's the same duck, which yeah. like, I realized recently. Yeah, all of that that goes into it, like and him being a sewer man. Also, is he a superpowered or like is he a mutant? Like, is he part of the X Men? Because his his blood is green. <laughs> his like, blood, yeah. Like at the end, I mean that like that performance he gives at the end when he rises up and he's covered oh. glass. <laughs> That's incredible. I'll murder you momentarily. It's so it's so haunting. It's yes. it's absolutely brilliant. And they just and the music. The when he yeah. comes out of the water and there's this like bell that's like ding, which is yeah. very Christmas, but ominous. 
And yeah, and he's just noise... like out of focus, just pulling out umbrellas in oh, the background. I love it's, that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing, and the yeah, the noises he's making, the the gasps for, for breath because he's obviously on his last legs, and yeah, I I do love that. Like my brother said that that's me when I used to have like a proper night out in London, that would be me the next day. <laughs> like coming back at 7am, like, ah, oh, dehydrate. I need like, a cold glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh, it's just, it's that scene has stuck with me so much. Even down yeah, to the is... noise he makes when he hits the ground, like he flops ah. like a fish. Oh. Yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant. That that scene particularly. And, and the one, yeah, when he's, first meets Max Shrek. Hi, I'm Fred's hand. The, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that that's a brilliant scene. In I fact, believe the words you're looking for are, ah! <laughs> Amazing. He is brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and I can see him, like, totally coming back as this character if he ever wanted to. And I think it would still be amazing. Like, I would love to see DeVito come back as, as the Penguin in this role. Like, especially because of Frank Reynolds in It's Always Sunny. Like, yeah. He just could dial it up even more, and it would be I mean, outrageous. It, Frank Reynolds is essentially the Penguin. Yeah, he is. Like, if yeah, the Penguin had gone to live in Philadelphia, he would be <laughs> climbing out of couches fully naked. <laughs> I just want it to be pure. You know, that kind of thing. He would be doing that. He's got guns. It sort he'd, of makes sense. He'd have a sausage pocket. He would. He'd would slide, down, slide down a dry slide at the, uh, at the water park. Still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Makes ah! same, he makes the same. I believe the words you're looking for. Are, yeah. ah! Oh, that scene. Oh my god. I can't even. I'm not oh. even going to go there. Amazing. But like his, even his outfit, his makeup, as we'd said, is amazing. But his outfit is so that Tim Burton style of the mm. penguin and what he thinks his penguin should be. Like it's all stained and dirty. Like it's never been washed. Like, yeah. And it looks like it's been found in the sewer. It it's does. so gross. And even that outfit went transcended into Batman, uh, Batman the animated series. Yeah. Right. Like you yeah. had you had Oswald Cobblepot's penguin in that show based off of the Oswald Cobblepot penguin in Batman Returns. And Michelle Pfeiffer's blonde hair was also transferred over to Selena Kyle Catwoman's blonde hair mm. in the animated series because the the show was supposed to be a like you've just seen the movie now go and watch the cartoon kids yeah because wasn't that movie great and wasn't it fun and not dark and <laughs> scary at all and horny as hell wasn't it funny i mean i always wonder if i didn't see this what my like <laughs> not my sexual history but like my sexual proclivity would have been like like i was five when i saw this ben and it really it's such a horny movie just the <laughs> pussy i've been looking for and like just constantly about sex like if yes. there is a you asking about what's this movie trying to what's the message i think it's everyone needs to get laid i think that's basically it i can't everyone, argue against that everyone in this movie is trying to get laid Batman's yeah. trying to get laid. Penguin's trying to get laid. Yeah. Selena Kyle, maybe. Maybe Chip. she's... Chip is trying <laughs> to get go, laid. go, save yourself. <laughs> that go. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. And obviously Max Shrek is trying to... Like, all of them are are up for it in the worst ways possible. And it's just... Yeah. 
It's such a horny movie. And me bringing up Shrek, got a fun fact here. So Christopher Walken's character is named for German horror actor Max Shrek, best yes. known for playing Count Orlok in Nosferatu. Yeah, and he he um he looks like there's a G- a German expressionist film called The Cabinet of Dr Caligari, which um <laughs> Tim well let's go there. Tim Burton was is his style is very yes. much influenced by those movies. Nosferatu, Gollum, Cabinet of Dr Caligari. These like nineteen late nineteen twenties German expressionist movies, which are very angular, very dark, lots of shadows, lots of framing. Is all about that life. Yes. And uh, yeah, you can see that the, the somnambulist character, if you want to look it up, uh, I would say um, actually not. That's more the penguin, whereas Max Shrek looks like, he actually kind of looks like, you know, the guy, he's, I can't remember his name. In the Dracula story, there's always a guy that Dracula kind of, he's um, like his oh, Ren- puppet. Oh, Renfield. Renfield. He kind of looks like Renfield from Nosferatu. It's just this big oh. hair. And it's, yeah, definitely an influence. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and he's just, I mean, he's a ridiculous... Like, he, his plan is to make a power plant that sucks up power. Which couldn't goes nowhere, just, by the way. Yeah, couldn't he, couldn't he have just bought all the power plants? Like, if he's got yeah. that much money, like, <laughs> just buy them. You know, yeah. it's a really weird plan. Not very well password protected either. No, that's how'd you manage to guess the <laughs> password? Um, yeah, he's, it's, it's a bit silly, but he's quite fun. Yeah, I like I mean, it when he gets fried. Yes, I do too. And again, not for kids, right? Horrible. He is like a fried egg when you see he is he tongues fried. out. Uh, yeah, like he's yeah. crispy bacon. So in an early version of this script, Max Shrek was discovered to be the Penguin's younger brother. This original idea was oh. going to explain why there was a revenge subplot where the Penguin wanted to kidnap the firstborn sons of Gotham because he was cast out by his own parents whilst Max was allowed to live a life of decadence and luxury. This would also explain why the Penguin wanted to take Max's adult son, Chip, even though his plans only focused on children. I like that. Isn't that a cool thing? I think That's that would really have made cool sense. And yeah. it works for Penguin to be like, okay, I was the one that was cast out. Their firstborn son lived a, a beautiful life, so I'm going to get his son, and I'm going to be the one that like kills his firstborn and like make him suffer like I suffered. It's a great I think idea. That works. This is what's amazing about Danny DeVito's performance, because in spite of all that, the fact that the Penguin really has no reason to do what he does at all, and the fact that he's a grotesque monster, yeah, I still feel sorry for him. Yeah, like, I mean, I like I, him. I, he's there are points I feel sorry for him. There are definitely points, obviously, I don't. But he's a villain that has. I mean, any well-rounded villain, I think, is always going to have some, you know, side of you feel bad for them. But he's, um, but that's he's not really a well-rounded villain. He's well-rounded because well, he's very of what round. Danny DeVito does. <laughs> he is, but because of the performance, I think yeah. that it's not the writing. It's the performance yes. that, and these like elements of vulnerability and sort of yeah. sweetness. That's why we like Penguin and don't really want him to die. Yeah. And yeah. They wanted a num- number one son, but they ended up getting a number two or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And I was like, is that a shit reference? Is he making a toilet reference to himself? Definitely. He, yeah. he was thrown in the sewers with the other turds. He was, yeah. So here's I'm another French cool hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. wiping your ass with French hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my brother noticed that Catwoman says it's going to be a hot time in the cold town tonight. Mm. And in the first Burton Batman film, Joker says, oh, there'll be a hot time oh. in the old town tonight. That's true. He does. Yeah. So that's two Burton Batman movies where they said a similar phrase. Yeah. Oh, Weird. Mm. 
Wonder why he's like. Wonder. Uh, do you think that's like Sam Ham? Maybe he's just like every Batman villain has to say this <laughs> every in every single movie, one. right? Yeah. It's gonna be a hip time in the old tonight. <laughs> you remember that line? You remember that one? Every Batman villain. Well, that's a weird link. Want to know how I figured out how to say this phrase? <laughs> yeah. Here's another one that my brother noticed. This blew my mind for all always Sully fans out there. We not only have Danny DeVito as the Penguin in this. But we also have the actor who plays Mac's dad. He's oh yeah, son. he's the clown that steals the baby during the mayor's speech and gives the baby to the penguin. That's Mac's dad from. It's is he, does he it. say I'm not one for speeches? So I'll just say thanks. Thanks. Yes, it's and him. Does the, and does oh the my flip. god, yeah. that's Mac's dad. And then it, yeah, and he goes, oh no, the hideous penguin man in the sewer. And then that's amazing. And then penguins like, oh, could you, could you go? I love how he says that. He's he's ironclad plan to uh, to, to charm the people of Gotham. They they wouldn't you question know, that. The more I'm talking about this movie, the more it has impacted. Like maybe it is better than I even think it is because mm. I quote this unknowingly. I kind of feel the opposite, but yeah, go on. Well, I don't know. I quote it a lot, like. Maybe that doesn't mean that it's amazing, but it means that it obviously has stuck with me. And it's obviously because oh, I saw yeah. it at a young age. But like when I see a baby and like uh, they're like doing baby voices and stuff, I always go, ah, could you, could you go? <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but I do. I thought you meant you take the baby and say thanks and then just backflip into a suit. <laughs> that's what you yeah, do. It's had I such do. an impact on my life. Yeah, that's why I don't have kids, Ben. That's why I don't have kids. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so what did you think of the back glider cape? Oh, when he just stands up and suddenly it bang comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, it it's kind of cool, but really did come out of nowhere. Like how did he fit that in his suit? I don't really know. I know. I do love it though, because it's very action figure oriented, I know, but it's I very like... toyetic. Yes, it is. Toyetic mm. is, is definitely the, the wanky phrase there, but that's yeah. a phrase nonetheless. Yeah, but like when he just stands on the rooftop and he does like the wingspan. Yeah. But then what's so funny is it's always ruined for me because he obviously does that in front of Catwoman, right? Like he's just like, oh, here I am. Yeah. I'm Batman with my glider wings. But then he goes to turn around and he can't turn his head and now he can't turn his body. So all he does is he just like wobbling yeah. his legs around in a circle quickly <laughs> to get to turn around to jump off the building. It's so weird to see him do it. Really I'm awkward. Like, what did his feet look like? They must have been like moving fast. And, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing to sort of show, show Catwoman as well. Like what, what's his, what's his angle there? Like, look at me. <laughs> I'm going now. I tell Ooh. you, it's again, it's probably some sort of horny thing where he's just like, look how big I am. Well, <laughs> yeah, big, it does you know? kind of feel like that. Like yeah. mine's bigger than yours kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I, I, I like it. Like it looks cool, but, it's a weird, again, odd. It's an odd just thing. This whole to, yeah. movie is just the. It's it's like a it's like a total vibe, <laughs> and some of that vibe works, and some of it really doesn't. Yeah, um, there is some. I mean, I do like, but it is a consistent though, vibe. I'll give it that. It is a consistent vibe, and like I do like the Christmas vibe throughout, like the black and white to it. Like it's always yeah. dark, but then obviously the snow is white, and that parallel I think always looks good in that movie. Yeah, that does look good. Yeah. So what do you think of the bat ski boat? Um to be honest it didn't blow me away that much. Um I it's cool I suppose. Like I I'm all about the Batmobile myself. I love the Batmobile. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. 
Batsky yeah, Jill- wrote Jillian like... Caldo, <coughs> as you know, Julian Caldo didn't come back for this movie. And I What's think up, Julian? And I think it shows, you know, like yeah. in his gadgets and his weaponry, like it's nowhere near as thought out in design as it was in Batman 89. No, and it's it's like it's one of those like has he built this device especially for this one sewer problem or yeah. does he just happen to have a ski I guess boat which his, would only I be guess, used for this? Well, maybe I guess it could go on water like big bodies of water because it's a ski I boat, guess. right? Yeah, so I guess a, yeah. I guess it's the bat boat. It's like his a bat, bat boat. ski. But it, it, yeah, but it's still but it's still a boat. It's still go on water. There's there's boats that do that. Like there are the, boats that do that. That's true. You, so I guess this is his. I've never really thought about it because we've had the Batwing, we've had the Batmobile. The only yeah. thing he hasn't had is the Bat Cycle or the Bat Bike. But this is his Bat Boat, I guess. But it does seem very much designed for the sewers. Sewers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so, Bat. You know, in Batman Forever, where he goes, "What do you think, Alfred? By sea or by air?" I would love yeah. this one. It's like, "What do you think, Alfred? By road." Or by sewer, <laughs> by sewer, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not one of my yeah, favorite vehicles. It's not one of my favorite. It's not up there with the mobile or the or the wing. No, I agree. And also, mm-hmm. there's a weird thing where when the the hood opens in this, when he crashes up to stop Penguin in the duck car, yeah, he the hood opens to the bat ski boat, and he's got his head like his neck is down into his chest, yeah. and I'm like. I've always wondered, were you like that in the cockpit or were you so <laughs> eager to get out that you were like, come on, hurry up, I want to get out. That is a very good point. It's yeah. a weird thing he does. He has his, like, if you watch it again, he has his, like, his his chin is in his chest and he's, like, waiting for the hood. I guess open. he just didn't fit. I guess so. Or maybe that was the only model that they built. And yeah. He just, yeah. And he didn't fit in it because obviously yeah. when he's in the cockpit, that could just be like what they do with Iron Man's mask. They're just shooting him in like a little, you know, little tiny thing. Yeah. Because like we said, the, the Batmobile was too small for Batman initially, wasn't it? They had to yeah. actually extend it. So maybe this was just a really tight space that Michael Keaton couldn't fit in. Yeah. But the idea of Batman having to just lower his head <laughs> just to fly about in this sewer boat. It's really impractical, I think. It's a I sewer master. I already can't turn my neck. <laughs> I can't see either side. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, he almost died by some fucking penguins in this movie. There he is did. that scene where the penguins launch that rocket and he like does this spin around the sewer drain to yeah. avoid them. And there's this great look that Michael Keaton gives where he like looks back like, I almost died from those fucking penguin rockets. You know? like, that would be That's how Batman dies. Yeah. 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 I love that. He I think in that moment he's like, what the fuck am I doing? You know That like, would be on a par with like, you know how Steve Irwin was stung by a stingray. Yeah. Like that Batman being blown up by a penguin rocket. It's the same. I don't know how, but it is. Oh, he misses the penguins. He's like, Crikey, that was yeah. a whopper. Crikey, mate. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this film we get selena's cat in the alleyway and bruce yeah. wayne takes the cat just the pussy i've been looking for i can't <laughs> stop saying it. and he takes it into the car and alfred says merry christmas mr wayne and he says mm. merry christmas alfred to all men and women and then we pan up and we get that final shot mm-hmm. now before i tell you this fact what do you think of the final shot of this film i think i know the fact you might tell me 
Okay, all right. So, what do you think of this? Even if you she's do a very clean-looking Catwoman, isn't she? Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit too clean, maybe, and uh, a little bit not quite like the Catwoman we're used to. No, so that's not Michelle Pfeiffer at all. No, it's not. Is it? That scene. Uh, yeah. It was added after shooting had already wrapped, so it was supposed to end with "Merry Christmas to all men and women." And then it was yeah. just going to pan up and you were going to see the bat signal and then it was going to be the end. Mm. But they wanted, obviously, to imply that Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is still alive. Apparently her suit has all been stitched up and fixed as well after yeah. being shot to bits and cut to ribbons. But um, do you know how much that final shot cost to make? No, I don't. It cost $250,000. Whoa, why? Because the, the scene had to be added after shooting it all wrapped, so... All actors had been paid and like no reshoots were like they had done all the reshoots. Yeah. So they're not getting Pfeiffer. So they had to get a Pfeiffer stand in who obviously didn't get paid nearly as much as Michelle Pfeiffer did. But they had to recreate the the Catwoman suit to fit this person. Yeah. Just to have the head turn and like to look up. But because of creating Gotham again, the look and all of that and like just that final shot. It's the final shot of the movie. It has to look yeah. good. And two hundred and fifty grand. Is was it worth it though? I don't think it was. No, like I, I, it makes me want to see her again, but I don't need to see her again. Yeah, if you know what I mean. I, I'm happy to be like, did she live or did she die? I don't know. You know the pitch for Alien, Aliens. You yes. know Jim, James Cameron's pitch for Aliens, the S with the dollar sign through it. <laughs> yeah. So he wrote Alien, put an S on the end, and then put dollar signs through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think the pitch for the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry? was they wrote Catwoman, put an S on the end, and put dollar signs through it. Do you think that's how they pitched it? And look at how it turned out. So well. So well, well wasn't it? She, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer was supposed to return in her own solo Catwoman movie because of this. And then it turned into, after several script rewrites and her leaving the project and other Catwomen coming on board, eventually it was the Halle Berry one. I don't think was... you would have survived a solo Catwoman movie. I think you <laughs> With Michelle uh, Pfeiffer? I, I, I think been... I would have been pushed Asked out the leave. window <laughs> <laughs> would have definitely been pushed out the window <laughs> yeah. um yeah that final shot i love it but not two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth that's nah. crazy no, i would have just much. been happy with with bruce wayne driving off um yeah. yeah so according to the screenplay book that scene takes place at midnight on christmas day which I oh. never really knew. So that is Christmas Day. That's why he says Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. And I thought, poor Alfred. He had to spend his Christmas Day driving around aimlessly in Gotham looking for fucking Catwoman. Plus, yeah. it's, mid- it's midnight. It's way past his bedtime. I'm tired, Master Wayne. <laughs> Got to get up early and make your fishy spot. <laughs> There's another cat over there, Alfred. Stop the car. Stop the car. It's another cat, Alfred. Um... <laughs> we have we have thirty cats in the car, yeah. sir. We don't need any more. Let's go. Let's go through the city and collect all the cats. <laughs> don't we have enough cats now, Master Wayne? <laughs> no. He pushes Alfred out the window and they all bring him back to life. That would be Honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot. I'm not married. (laughs) That would have been brilliant. And it's just him like making fishy soir, but in a really crazy way. And his own own costume. (laughs) Out of curtains at Wayne Manor. Makes his own costume. That would be brilliant. And then he and then he appears, Alfred. That would have been good. I could but... just see Alfred in that costume in the streets of Gotham. Tick, tack, 
two. And the woman who gets taken by that mad, that bad man. And there's Alfred <laughs> standing there. Always waiting for some Batman to come and save you. <laughs> I am Alfred. He calls himself Alfred. He doesn't call himself Catwoman. <laughs> I am Alfred. Hear me roar. <laughs> that would have oh, been brilliant. I can have so much fun with Alfred Catman. Yeah. Oh. Fred six, yeah. seven, all good Alfreds. Oh, all good boys go to heaven. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> In the costume, I can't get that out of my head. So many, there's so many saggy bits and it wrinkles. It would make it different. It would make it quite different. Uh, Penguin's annoyed that he can't get with Alfred. Um, so there's our Christmas review for Batman Returns. Lovely, Ben. Ben, I don't know when we will be reviewing our next movie or what even the next Batman movie will be, but we'll surely have you back. We'll surely yeah, be doing something. We decided not to go in order. Decided to be like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. Like, let's give that a go or, you know, whatever. So we might come back with Batman and Robin. We might come back with the Batman. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> Could be anything. I'm unpredictable. You know, so that's it. So we go into our next game of the day, which is Riddle Me This, Benjamin. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. Oh, it's a, oh, I don't like oh, God. I don't like it. I don't okay. like it. I'm going to ask you just three questions okay. right, that have to do with Batman Returns, and they're not super difficult. Mm-hmm. You've seen it enough. I think you'll be all right. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay, question one. How did Catwoman lose her first life? Her first life? Was that when she got thrown out the window? Correct. Some people... Oh. I I actually was like, I was thinking, oh, she was pushed into the like the kitty litter van. Yeah. Which because she says saved by kitty litter, but apparently that's when she loses her second life. So again, oh, okay. Bat- Batman is a murderer and pushed her off the roof. And if she didn't have did. superpowers, she would have died. Yeah, that's true. Six, seven, all good girls go to her. Okay, question two: What does Penguin get pelted with? At his speech, he even says, "Oh, when it all goes there, wrong, why is there someone who always brings these items to a speech?" He's been pelted mm. with it. He holds up his umbrella. And he's like, "Why is there someone that always brings black and blank to a speech?" Hmm. Oh, I thought you would have got. I don't this know. One. No, I can't remember. Why it's is this e- not there? It's eggs, eggs and tomatoes. Oh, eggs and tomatoes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect combo. Eggs and tomatoes. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> he says that. tomatoes in the most New Jersey way as well. Tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> question three, final question. How does Bruce enter the Batcave in this film? Is it... Does he have, like, a slide? It is a slide. Oh, is it the Iron Maiden? It is the Iron Maiden. It's the Iron Maiden. Run last... to the hills. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. So he flicks a switch in the fish tank, which is a mini Wayne Manor in the fish tank. Yeah. And then he goes into the Iron Maiden, and the the spikes 
retract and then he goes down a slide which i think is the funniest way to enter the bat cave ever like i, I like it i'm sorry a mini wayne manor is such a euphemism i'm just i'm just, <laughs> just got to point there's that out. a lot of euphemisms in this there movie, are so. I, I i like that entrance personally enjoy it yeah i mean i'm not sure not... why he's got an iron maiden just hanging around uh, well, he's weird. He collect- in Batman '89. He's just like Dutch from Japan, and that's from I mean, like he's oh, yeah. like he's a collector of all these ancient artifacts. And I always wondered, does that imply that he traveled the world and like trained? You've you seen Batman he- Begins, right? Yeah, but I mean, in this one, in Burton's one, does that mean? I, that he- I wish they'd given it that much thought, but I don't think they. Did. <laughs> I don't think they did. But um, yeah, uh, well done. You got two and a half. Two, all right. Two, all and right. Half. And Bruce Wayne. Why are you dressed as Batman? <laughs> because he is Batman, that. you moron. Was. <laughs> was. There's some oh, great lines a, in this. There, there are some are. good lines. Um, oh, thank okay. you. All right. My heart rate will go down now. So we are talking the... this time our top five favorite Christmas movies. Well, my top five were Die Hard. Yeah. Gremlins. Yeah. <clears throat> Elf. Home Alone. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, you shithead. That is so, that is so, <laughs> like, not a typical Christmas movie. It's my favourite. It's my favourite button. Christmas isn't even really in it. It is. Like, he, cut, he does all the ice around their heads. It's beautiful Yeah, I guess, and they put up the lights and stuff, yeah. I suppose. Hold me. I can't. <laughs> I love it. Michael Caine is ever with his hands. <laughs> Michael Caine is Edward Scissorhands. That would be brilliant. He didn't come back. He didn't wake up. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what to do with all of these bloody scissorheads. <laughs> I'm looking at my heads and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Who would play Winona Ryder? Walking. <laughs> Hold me! I can't. <laughs> You've got to go back up the hill, Edward. <laughs> it's not working. Okay. Oh, what? oh I don't belong here. What were yours then? Okay, my top five were Home Alone 2, Nightmare Before Christmas, Muppet Christmas Carol, Die Hard, and Elf. Powerful. They're good lists. They're good. I'd sit and watch any of any of them ones. Yeah, those are good. Those are good ones. And I went through like an extensive list, and they're ones I'm like, oh yeah, that's good, but it doesn't make my top five. You know. Well, that wraps up our Christmas episode where we're reviewing Batman Returns, and we will be back with Ben to review whatever Batman movie we fancy doing next. If you guys want us to review a particular movie, uh, you can reach us at Batman TAS Pod. Let us know what movie you want us to review next when Ben comes back, and we will consider it. I won't say we'll do it, but we'll consider it. Um, so that's all the time we've got for this week join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman on the big screen until then I've been Alex Robson I've been Ben and remember burn baby burn (laughs) afraid not (laughs) town meeting okay (laughs) <laughs> Down meeting tonight. Down meeting. I've just been watching a ton of Christmas movies today. Ow. Getting into the spirit. Are you full of jingle? 
I'm full of jingle and I'm full of bells. And uh, did you watch Jingle All the Way? I did watch Jingle All the did Way. Did you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I did. What yeah, the, not today, oh, I watched it. Oh, no. What the toys? <laughs> One of my favorite lines in that movie. Two minutes? We're not going to open because of two minutes. <laughs> Oh, he's Two minutes. He's, oh, Two minutes. With, uh, with Sinbad, right? Sinbad's in that? Yeah, Sinbad's in you that. You can tell if and, a film's um, good because Sinbad's in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Good Burger. Hey. It's in the name, it's good. Oh, Good Burger. Good, uh, good, good, good Burger sequel's coming out soon. <laughs> Phew. Whew, can't wait worried. to see that one. I was like, Is oh, it not a, Why isn't it a Christmas special? Well, Good Burger. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if Good Burger 2 was a Christmas special? Yeah, it would, it would be like the same. But I'd feel the same about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Turkey burgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good turkey. Oh, I did I did used to like Keenan and Kel a lot, actually. Made me laugh. Did you? I I I think Good Burger was the extent of my Keenan and Kellage. Yeah, that was like the series was better than the movie, I would say. I wonder what superheroes they could be. Like what we Keen of Keenan and Kel have been in Batman. Oh, in Batman? Yeah. Oh. Like Tweedledee and Tweedledum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that kind of vibe. Tweedledee and Tweedledum were in Batman, I think. Like, yeah. That's Deep Cuts lore. Yeah, they, but... they're, they're in that. They could be wild. Yeah. Yeah. I was just watching with my missus last Christmas. All right. With um, Dragon Queen from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amelia Clark. Yes, that's that the one. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not um, even going to ask if it was good. It wasn't. Well, have you not seen it? No. I'm going to watch that. So there's a twist in it that I was like, oh, shit, I did not expect this. Oh, okay. And I, I actually did call it, but like close to the end. So it's called Last Christmas mm. because of the song. And um, was it Michael? What's his face saying it? Well, I can't remember his name right now. George Michael. George Michael. Fell out of a car at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> still survived. But anyway. Died on Christmas Day. Oh, baby. That's a shame. So obviously he did Last Christmas, and the entire movie has only George Michael's songs in it. Huh. And obviously Last Christmas is in it as well. But the the whole movie is this girl who's like down on her luck, is having the worst time ever, mm. and she is basically, she's recovering from, you don't know she was sick, that's all they say. And then eventually right. she tells this bloke that she's like fallen in love with, that she had her heart replaced she had heart surgery and oh. they took out her heart and they replaced it with another one. Oh, oh, turns oh. out yeah i know merry christmas <laughs> turns turns out the guy that she's fallen in love with is dead and he's a ghost and she's been seeing him and it's his heart that she has in her chest and he died last christmas and that's when she had the surgery so last christmas i gave you my heart that is crazy I know. I was like, "That's pretty good." I for mean, a this feels Christmas like a, a, a few writers got hammered at Christmas time, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! We should uh, like, like he gave her his heart." And then <laughs> instead of waking up the next morning, like most people probably do, and go, Phew, "That was a heavy night. Let's abandon any ideas." They made it into a film. So well <laughs> yeah, done. It, I think I think they kept the drunk and the high going the entire yes, time. And then at did. the end of it, they're like, I can't believe we made that. Last Christmas and Snakes on a Plane. Exact same genesis <laughs> of a movie. But you know. So yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. Way too late to, to say that. Okay. Last Christmas yeah. is, is about a ghost. That sounds like fun. 
So then I was singing Last Christmas and I was wrapping it into Batman like, um, <laughs> Last Christmas, I pushed you out a window. <laughs> and, the very, and the very next day, you came back as a cat. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. Yeah. It's, Meantime, it's I got better fish to fry. <laughs> now, we'll get into this, but better fish to fry? I don't think that's... It's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. But yeah. he says better. Which is, yeah. I don't know. I, I know the better fishmonger. Yeah. I know where he goes. I know how to get him. <laughs> I got better fish, like more expensive <laughs> fish to fry. Off the dock. Yeah. Gotham dock. Yeah. Well, I'm living in the film Nativity at the moment, so uh, I just, <laughs> um, we won't say any more of that. Uh, no, we won't. Nope. But are you as charming as, um, what's his name, Martin Freeman? Way more charming than Martin Freeman. He's a good actor, but I feel like I wouldn't want to meet him. I think he might be a little cold. I think he would too. I mm. think he'd be kind of rude. He you know? in interviews he's he's quite takes himself seemingly surprisingly seriously. Right. Yeah, I've seen him in interviews, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm better than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can say that <laughs> because I'm punching up, so it's fine. <laughs> so I can say that. All right, should we punch into this review? Yeah, let's punch it in the face. <laughs> let's actually <laughs> slash it down the face and across the face, then poke it in the eyes. Yeah, let's play tic-tac-toe on its face. Hey, hey oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>